Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National and Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. Hello, this is Kyle Clower with Serve Wisconsin, and today we are talking with Chelsea Korzineski, who is serving this year with Marshall Clinic Health Systems Recovery Corps Program. So Chelsea, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, actually. Wonderful. Thanks so much for talking with us today. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to do this. And then Chelsea, could you start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with Marshall Clinic's Recovery Corps Program this year? We started in September. That was, you know, the beginning of our uh, term that we have here. And I, like you said, I'm with the Marshall Clinic in Ladysmith, Wisconsin up here. It is a new pilot program that they are trying to integrate with recovery with family care at the same time because they you know they're finding that a lot of people that come in just for regular checkups you know might have some substance abuse issues that they need help with and so then if I am here then I am available for them to talk to right here on site. That's wonderful. Chelsea, can you just tell us a little bit about the Recovery Corps program, what the AmeriCorps members with Recovery Corps doing as a whole? With the Recovery Corps, we are kind of, I think of myself as support. We offer a lot of support to people that are either in recovery themselves or family members of people in recovery, you know, available quite often for them. It's I think that that's kind of the most important part is that you know, we meet people where they are in their recovery, whether that's day number one or 374, you know, they need assistance. And that's what we do for in, in the recovery core portion of things. That's great. And so I know there are Recovery Corps, AmeriCorps members that are at host sites throughout much of northern Wisconsin. And I think you said mm-hmm. you're in Ladysmith. So you could tell us what's your day-to-day service look like in Ladysmith? I am here at the clinic. I'm actually here try to be Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So I just have, you know, my clients or my people. I like to call my people and not my clients, but I have them come in and we meet. I just get updates on how their life is going. We also have the seven dimension of goals that we like to work on. And then throughout their time with me, we work on those goals. And then if they need help trying to, you know, navigate some system in order to reach those, then yeah, that's what we're also here for. But on a day to day, it's just a lot of talking to my people and just seeing how they're doing what, you know, if they need anything from me and then meetings. Meetings, Yeah. So you're kind of meeting people where they are, you're meeting people at various points upon their recovery journey. So someone first comes to you all, what are some of the first steps you usually would do? I, I just really like to find out just more about them and find out exactly where they are, what their history is, you know, what their motivation, you know, motivation is is huge for recovery and wanting to maintain that sobriety. The first time I meet them, I really like to just get to know them as a person. After that, then we go on to the goals and it's called a who qual score just to see where, you know, their quality of life is at. And the first time I talk to them, I definitely like to just sit down 
and just find out what they're all about. That's great. And then over continuous sessions and more times you speak with them, what are some of the, the next things you do? I know that usually that there's the creation of a recovery plan at some point. So you kind of walk us through that mm-hmm. piece. I am not a you know certified. I'm not a counselor. I am not a substance abuse counselor. I'm not a therapist. So a lot of times if you know my people want that and they think that that will benefit them in their recovery, one big part is that I do try to refer them to an actual, you know, AODA counselor or therapist if they need, you know, any medications. That's a huge part of it too, to make sure that they get that. And then goals. What are some of the different types of goals that people might be working towards? Employment, family, relationships, trying to trying to recover a lot of them relationships that might have been broken, you know, while they have been in, in their active addiction. Driver's license housing, spiritual goals, getting out into the recovery community themselves because having a lot of support on the outside is really is really good for them too. So we try to find them some meetings if that's the way that they want to go, whether that's, you know, your 12 step or like a smart recovery program. But I think for the most part that's that's majority of them because I think like if a person, you know, finds good employment, they have like a purpose. You know, they might have they might feel like they have more of a purpose in their life. So, I mean, at least if like, you know, you can't find them full-time employment, you know, or if they can't work due to disability, maybe get out and volunteer and do something like that so that you are part of the community so that maybe you're feeling like you're, you know, you have, like I said, more of a purpose. So, cause I know that that can help as well in recovery. That's great. And it makes sense that for every person, it's going to be very different goals. Very much. Like what's happened with their addiction and what's the effects has been effects on their personal life, is it effects on careers, of effects on family. And so I think that's huge, that ability to personalize it for folks. Oh, yeah, definitely. No one person's recovery road is the same. You know, it's truly kind of almost like a snowflake since it's winter. I'll just use that. Like one thing that's going to work wonderful for one person is not going to work for the next person. And so then you just you have to communicate. Communication is huge. You got to, you know, yep, this is not working. You know, I don't care for this kind of meeting. And then, okay, well, let's see what else is out there. Let's see what other resources that we have to get this to work the best for you. And a big thing too is that I, you know, I do not push, I mean, obviously, you know, complete sobriety is the end goal, but, you know, I I make sure that my people know that if they have a relapse or something that it's not the end of the world and that that's something that we can can learn from and then they can build on that. That's wonderful. I earlier mentioned not being an official counselor, but I know that you've undergone a lot of training before your service. So could you tell us about the training that you went through before you started working with your people? Yeah, it's called a CCAR training. It was two weeks, five days, and it just, it really went over, again, mentioning those, the seven, you know, dimensions of goals, your your stages of recovery, you know, the maintenance, and it was a good two weeks. <laughs> it really, truly was. Also, besides that, I I personally have my associates in human services. And I've also taken classes on substance abuse. So that kind of helps me along the path as well. So I have a lot of really good, solid education, I think, so far for just, you know, where I am in life when it comes to helping people with this. Chelsea, you mentioned that you are in the clinic, I think, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And so are you doing something different with your service on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yep. Tuesdays and Thursdays is when I do more outreach. 
these past couple months, I've really been trying to get out into the community and Ladysmith here and just, you know, let people know that these services are available. Because even though, you know, my term will end next September, you know, they're already talking about bringing somebody else in here because they you know, they found that it's really beneficial, especially for this area. And so I just, I wanted to get out there and just let people know that, hey, I'm here. And that even though I am at the Marshfield Clinic, you know, you don't have to be a Marshfield Clinic patient for me to be seen. And it is no cost. Like I think, you know, sometimes that really scares people away, especially with you know how bad the finances are right now with most people and they want the help. But they're also concerned about that. So yeah, I've met with a lot of different agencies so far and it's been it's been really welcomed in the community. So that's what I do. And then also I will, you know, meet people closer to their homes. Cause I I don't just see people in Ladysmith. You know, I have people in I think three of the surrounding counties from from Russ County, at least for sure two that are active clients. But so, I mean, I try to make it easy on them, you know, especially with the weather. And if they don't have a driver's license, it's nice to, to be able to get closer to them to make it convenient. No, that's great. So literally reach people where they are. And also that your, mm-hmm. your reach can be much farther than just inside Ladysmith, but hitting, you said, a multi-county area around there. There is another recovery coach that's in Barron County. And then I think that she's she would be the closest one to me that I can think of off of hand right now. Yeah, it doesn't... I'll take them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, and then yeah. roughly so far this year, how many different clients or how many people are you working with? I have gotten, I believe I'm up to 13 referrals right now. And then I have eight good solid active that I am currently helping out right now. Chelsea, why did you decide to serve as an AmeriCorps member with Marshall Clinic's Recovery Corps program? The one big one is that, you know, I, I'm in recovery myself. I've dealt with that lifestyle. I've grown from that lifestyle, you know, with my schooling and just really wanting to give back. Like I really, I feel very passionate about this and helping people because I personally know what it's like to go through that. I know what it's kind of like to not have anybody on the end of the phone, like not trying to be woe is me. Once I've discovered this position, I just really want to be there for other people and see and help them succeed at their goals and anything that they want, you know, try to achieve throughout recovery. Thank you so much for serving and trying to use your experience to help other folks along their journeys to recovery. I know that several Recovery Corps members are often on recovery journeys themselves as part of the program Mm -hmm. that many people. So what is some of the support that the program gives you on your own recovery journey as well? Oh, it's wonderful. (laughs) Some of my other recovery coaches, we talk daily and it helps so much to, you know, to bounce ideas off of each other or, you know, just talk if we need to. We are actually also, it is a requirement to take five hours a week for self-care time. That is a requirement. And I think that that is really important. And I love that about the recovery core because they, you know, they understand that, you know, we definitely need to take time time for ourselves and maybe they should implement that into the rest of the workforce too. <laughs> for now, we'll just leave it with recovery core. <laughs> also, you know, my host site supervisor, all the supervisors, all the people that I have, they're so supportive and so helpful. It's just, it's amazing really. That's fantastic. 
So I know you're a few months into your service. You started in September, but do you have some favorite memories or stories or highlights from your service you can share with us? I've thought about this. Honestly, it's just just feeling like I'm making a difference in somebody's life. You know, just I don't think that there is one specific one. Obviously, you know, you help a little more people with more things depending on where they are in their recovery. I know I think my favorite is just simply just being thanked for being there for somebody so far. So I still got a little bit to go yet. I got until the September, so it could change. Well, looking towards that September piece, is there anything you're looking forward to be able to do over your with your service over the next half a year? Yeah, I mentioned the me going to school for you know the substance abuse. I have that certification, but I still I need to finish hours in order to get certified and there's a huge process that goes along with that. My site supervisor has been willing to work with me and we're going to hopefully get started on those hours soon. So then by the time September comes around, then I will actually be able to counsel, like be an AODA counselor and work as that. That's fantastic. And so is that your plan then once your term is over is then to become an AODA counselor? Yes. That's wonderful. And do you think you'd be still in Ladysmith? You'd be somewhere else in northern Wisconsin? I think that's the plan. (laughs) to stay in Ladysmith. Yeah. Yeah. They are redoing a building here in Ladysmith to have a nicer family health center. I had the opportunity, I think it was last week to go and look at that and, you know, all new rooms and a nice big, huge group area for people to have meetings. We can have our own meetings now. And it's actually really exciting for the family health center with Marshfield. And then since you and all of your other fellow recovery core members are spread out across different parts of the state, can you kind of tell us how you keep in touch with them and how you what you do to meet with them and kind of keep up and share those strategies? Once a week, we have a small meeting with everybody that can attend. And then once a month, we have a mandatory meeting, you know, to really make sure. And then we that's when we take time to talk about anything that has come up, any questions that we might have. And honestly, a lot of text messages. <laughs> we... We share each other's phone numbers and, you know, it really is like our own, at least the way I look at it, it's my own little recovery community that I have with my other, with these other people, because we all come from different walks of life. We all have different backgrounds and our life, you know, in the present can be so different, but we all share the same commonality of being in recovery and it's great. Met some awesome people. You all have a big like January mid-year training. We do. That is, yeah, that is coming up in just a couple weeks. And that is with the entire AmeriCorps. So that's Recovery Corps and Community Corps. I think it's three days. And it's unfortunate because of COVID, we can't meet in person because they wanted us to be able to maybe go down to the Dells or somewhere central for people so that we could actually see each other. It has to be virtual, which is still works. You know, it's still okay. I mean, you can still see each other and then they do small groups. So then that gives us the opportunity to kind of get to know more members on the community core side of things kind of brings us brings us as one. Well, hope that goes well. And hopefully you'll be able to still stay in touch and keep the connections up with all of your fellow recovery core coaches. Yeah, definitely. I know there are recovery core coaches that have been in for the four terms because you can do up to four terms as a recovery coach. There's a couple of them that we have that have been in that long, some two, some three, and then like myself, this is my first year. So 
you know, honestly, like if there's anybody out there that has, you know, any inkling that they want to give back that has been in recovery themselves, you know, this is definitely a good program for it. You know, somebody that's, that's, you know, just trying to restart and trying to get out there and help others. I had, I had no idea. Like when I, I mean, you know, you look at things and you kind of have an idea, but you know, once you really get into it, it's a good service to get into. I just want to say thank you so much for serving this year and that we really appreciate your service and the difference you're making. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Good luck with the rest of your service this year. And then good luck with getting all the coursework and all the hours ready for that AODA certification to go into the future and keep making a difference for people. Yes, thank you. (laughs) I look forward to it. (laughs) And then Chelsea, thanks again for sharing about your S-File and giving us another story we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast, produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for service, and you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.